You're listening to the Transcend Podcast. I'm your host, Asha Wilkerson, an attorney by training and an educator at heart. This podcast is all about empowering you to build a business and leave a legacy. Here's the thing. The wealth gap in America is consistently increasing. And while full-time entrepreneurship is not for everyone, even a side hustle can change your financial landscape if you're intentional about using your business to build wealth. I've run my own law firm for over 10 years, and in that time, I've helped countless California businesses go from idea to six figures. On this podcast, we talk about what it truly takes to build a sustainable business and find financial freedom. Let's dive in. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Transcend the Podcast. I am excited, like I am every week, to have you here. And this week, we have a very special guest. May Chan, who I met just a couple weeks ago, but May, I actually was referred to you by Carrie, the hypnotherapist in our in our outdoor hiking group in Oakland, and said, "Oh, you got to meet with this awesome business coach. You guys are doing similar things. I really want to want you to meet each other." And then that first day and the last day that I made it to the hike, <laughs> we finally met. Yes, it was so perfect. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Asha. Yeah, I am amazed how many people are, it feels like teammates in some way, right? So aligned with what I want to be about. And we all have our own spaces to do this work. So just connecting is, I feel like we are like linking arms. Totally. And going into the world together, strengthening each other. So And how amazing that we get to network on a hike in the Redwoods. Right. I mean, it's a beautiful place to do it, right? Taking care of of our our mental health and our physical health and also our business health by meeting new people who um, may be great for our businesses or just life in general. So it it is definitely a beautiful thing. So, well, thank you for joining me today. Can you tell everybody a little bit about like, how do you describe yourself as a business coach? Yeah, I call myself a business alignment coach. And... At the moment, this is the way I'm saying it is, I help values-led entrepreneurs create more peace, ease, and revenue through aligning their business with their authentic self. I love that. So peace, ease, and revenue. And I think it's important to note that revenue was not first, right? But peace and ease and revenue and with aligning with their authentic self. So where do we even start with unpacking that? How do we how do we know if we are not operating in our authentic selves? Mm, I am fully trusting in everyone. Uh, here's one way I say it. Your insides are talking to your outsides all the time. And sometimes it just looks like procrastination. Sometimes it looks like um, stress, overwhelm, busy, lateness, forgot. I mean, there are just ways all the different ways that I don't, you know, I think this world will say, you just got to get better, dude. And I'm saying, no, it's talking to you. Listen, listen, your insides are saying, hey, babe, we need some help here, right? We, we just need a little bit, a little bit more space, some time, some rest, some soothing, some space to maybe grieve or process, right? Or time to just be filled with friendship, family, love, whatever it is, it's talking all the time. So the the symptoms, if you will, so as you were listing off those things like procrastination and, you know, feeling restless, needing rest, I just started thinking about those feel like the symptoms of stress, 
And unfortunately, they felt very familiar <laughs> to me as well. They thought, oh yeah, there are some pieces that are out of alignment with me right now because I am wanting to do this thing over here and I'm still held in this thing back there, right? Um, so I feel like if you all have that question about whether or not you're in alignment to think about some of those symptoms, if you will, or characteristics or experiences that may just listed because those are your cues that something is not in alignment. But I feel like this alignment conversation is just, we weren't having an alignment conversation when I started out as a business owner back in 2011. So when did this become a thing for business owners being in alignment? Well, I love that you're naming that it is now a thing because I still feel like I'm going to beat this drum as much as I can. And I don't know who is ready for believing that this is possible. That's what I feel often when I say, I say, come with me. It is okay to be in line with yourself. So I can't say I think trend wise how it became a thing, but I'll tell you how it became a thing for me is when I was building my previous business, I was a children's retailer. I had a lovely little place called Ruby's Garden in Temescal in Oakland in my neighborhood. And 13 over 13 years, you could say the first half of it, I was, here's the, we're not on visual on camera, wrung out. You know, I was like, hustle, it has to be hard. And I need to prove myself. I didn't know I was saying this, but I was like, here's how people do it. I'm going to do it like them. Here's how I prove it. And then the second half, I can't say I got all self-carry about it, but I got to a level of success through that hard work phase, finally, that I started to see more ease. And I had space to say, oh, wait, it is up to me how I design these days, how I invite people in, how I ask people to treat me in this space. And that I realized the, I say it like this, the mainness was the special sauce. I think I just started to see that, oh, people like it when it is has my personality in it. And of course, I like it because I get to be me <laughs> instead of that previous, you know, hustle grind, uh, almost like a costume of what a children's retailer looks like. You know, and I kept looking around for models and who who to be. And then I was like, oh, right. It gets to be like me. And I saw that more success came from that. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's beautiful. I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about this weight that we carry as as women or I guess I should say maybe not men, right? <laughs> as women of color, um, there are a lot of folks who are listening who are either immigrants or have immigrant parents. And, and like, I don't come from a family of immigrants, but I came, my mom was a civil rights leader and broke some barriers in terms of the civil rights movement and integration and things like that. So there's that extra, it is pressure, but I almost hate to call it pressure because it's the things that worked for them that they're telling us what we need to do because they didn't get the luxury of being in alignment because they had to pay the bills or get the job or walk the miles to get to wherever they needed to go. So how do you help or do you help people reconcile that? Because that is also a script that's running through our heads, information that has served other people, but that hustle 
that grind, that it has to be hard, that um, you can't take a break because I didn't get to take a break or because I worked so hard to put you here. How do you help people work through those thoughts that are running through their head to try and find some alignment with how they want to be and can be now? Yes, thank you. Wow, that was a whole tee up. First, I'm just really, I'm just feeling the power that you got to grow up under a model, a parent who was a, a model of courage. Yeah. In the face of some, mm, what, what do we call it? Full of BS, like this world, right? And they said, I'm not going to just do what they say. I'm going to change the system. I mean, that's inspiring already. And I can only imagine how that was for you. I just wrote my email, my weekly email on this. And if you'll permit me, join my weekly newsletter because this is where I talk pretty deeply. You know, we have all these spaces for 140 characters. And then my email is like, all right, people, I'm going to unpack how I got to figure out how important it is to be your authentic self. I grew up from day dot, day zero (laughs) with these messages from my Chinese immigrant parents that said, oh no, we are in America. Here's what is expected from us. And being your whole authentic self is not on the menu. It is literally the opposite. Be like everybody else. They don't want to see your difference. And they always will. I mean, this is something about people of color in general, right? That we we don't get to blend. We don't get to pass, mm-hmm. right? And And the history of Asians in America is full of they will never pass. Like you can't intermarry enough to erase what is Asian here, right? And and so there was this, a particular um, vehemence, I think, in the anti-Asian treatment. And I don't mean that's unique or worse or whatever, but it was it was its own thing. Mm-hmm. So my parents were like, "You're going to do everything you can. Stay under the radar. Say yes to everything." don't give trouble. And in addition, there was being a woman in also Chinese patriarchy society, right? Like, so it was white patriarchy, white capitalism, model minority, and Chinese traditional, and then in America, like trying to make success. Because of course, my parents' version may be similar to the a bit of what you grew up in is, I didn't work this hard for you to do whatever made you happy. Right. Well, happiness is not a part of the equation at all. It just wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't. It was about you need to be an engineer. Even if that's not you, you need to make success. You need to make safety, which is money and a little bit of respect, you know, societal respect, which is also for them meant ranking, you know, those kinds of things of and, and a capitalistic ranking, right? Because that's safety. Right. And that's how you're going to get through. That's what this program is. Right. Yeah. And and God bless them, right? Because that was what they knew to be successful. Like for all of our parents and the folks who have come before us, they had to do things that are different than what we are able to do. And because of that, maybe that commitment to the work, right? We're on a different platform, but then we also have to take that moment of time and say, okay, like I, so one of the examples for me was uh, when I got a job at the law firm, when I interviewed for the job, I had straightened my hair. Now I was going to school in San Francisco. If y'all have seen, you all have seen a picture of me on this podcast, my hair is tightly coiled and natural and it's the way that it is. And I love it. 
But there was a period of time where, where this was not what I looked like. And I straightened my hair because I needed to be corporate. I needed to be presentable, quote unquote, presentable to the interviewers. And I got hired for the summer and then it was summertime out in Walnut Creek. And so I got braids and because I was not going to be dealing with my unstraightened hair that did not want to be straight anyway. And my mom was so worried that I was going to lose my job because I didn't have straight hair. Now I was looking at her. I knew where it came from because that had happened in the past to people that she knew. We just passed the Crown Act in California, which means that you cannot discriminate against somebody because of their hair. That came years after I'd been in the law firm. But I had, I remember making a choice going, I know that this is advice that have, has served at some point and I hear you. And I'm not going to take that on that if someone doesn't want me here because of my hair, but this is the best expression of myself. I'm not meant to be there, but I had a platform and an education and I could always go back home to my mom's house if I got fired from that job where she didn't have that same kind of platform because she didn't have the same backing. Yes, you're so right. I mean, and just just even you said the Crown Act, right? Like, can she, she imagine in her coming up time? And I know I will say like, as soon as you said the Crown Act, I just felt all of the like how amazing the Crown Act and also um, laws are only like the very beginning of change, right? Because people will still act whatever way they act. It's just a law in some ways, yet it's so powerful that it exists now, right? And it's at least something we can all point to. Right. And I'm just really, again, like you're telling the story and I'm applauding that moment. You said, I hear you and right. this is what I need to be. Yeah, it keeps happening with like buying a house in California. I hear you and that's not, that's not me now. Being an entrepreneur, I hear you and, right? And I was just talking with someone yesterday, in fact, um, who started her own business, is in the beginning stages of it. And her mom said, well, why don't, when are you going to go back to corporate? And then the person I was coaching felt like, oh my gosh, even my mom doesn't believe in me. And it shook her confidence. And I said, wait a minute, it's not about your mom's belief or disbelief. Is that your mom was raised to know that trust and security is in working for somebody else. And it's not that she doesn't believe in your ability to make money, but this is her best advice to you because this is what she knows. So don't take it personally, shake it off. Know that she's saying it out of love, even if it is not affirming to where you want to be right now, but it's coming from a place that's decent. And I think a lot of times, uh, a lot of the like cultural rules, not all of them, some of them, you know, are patriarchy, like you said, right. Or just antiquated. But I think a lot of the customs, a lot of the rules, a lot of the advice, don't be too this, don't be too that comes from a place of reality, comes from a lived experience from someone who came before us. And so now we're having to shake that off and go, okay, what's true for me? And also what's true about this situation and to move forward. But it is no easy task at all. It confronts you all the time. No, you mentioned our friend, our mutual friend, Carrie. What This is something I learned from her. The way she says it is, there's like a mass hypnosis in the world about how things work, right? And in some ways, that's what we picked up on in all the different ways from our family, but also from society, because some people benefit from us saying, staying small, mm -hmm. right? To not ask for what we deserve, to not make anyone uncomfortable. You know, this is, there's, I, I like how she says it, this mass hypnosis, and we can be part of the hypnosis, or we can say, blah, blah, blah. nope. <laughs> you know, like, like keep ourselves out of it. And 
I think that's what you and I both do as coaches to say, come with me to the other side. (laughs) Come with me. I'm going to keep telling you this other thing is true. And, you know, whatever coaching engagement we have, it takes a while, right? And we just keep talking about it until it sinks in a little bit. And even whenever that coaching engagement is done, we all, they, and we have to just keep telling ourselves this morning by morning is the way I talk about it. Like, got to get back to your truth with yourself because it's like all the rest of the day, like the world is pulling us back in. So it is, yes, I totally acknowledge what we hear. There's reality, practical reality in what we've heard. And yet we're finding spaces to be more freely ourselves. And we'll never know what's possible until we choose that for ourselves, right? And as you beautifully said, you have safety in the ways you have, right? Like we get to try things. And I don't know what everyone's comfort level is. You know, everybody gets to decide. But I'm saying, let's just look at what's possible. Let's just push a little bit more. Like what if I just got off the phone with someone I was coaching that I said, what if instead of saying, I need to get back to you right away and stay super late at the office to do that. What if you just say like in a few days, in a week, can you just practice this and see how it feels? (laughs) And as you said about your braids at the interview, like if they cannot handle this, maybe they're not for me. Right. And trusting that, I mean, it's a big thing to say. I don't mean to say that lightly. Yeah. It's so beautiful when you can say that. And there's a quote that says, or um, one of the coaches that I trained with this summer on my neuro coaching certification, she said, confidence doesn't come first. Confidence comes after you take action. Yes. And every time she said it, I'm like, oh, right? Because sometimes we think we have, we prepare, we over-prepare. We think we got to have everything lined up so we can feel confident about it. But, you know, confidence comes from doing something over and over and over again. And seeing that you lived through it, right? You did the scary thing and you're like, look, I'm still here. And I mean, in business, you can say, look, that client is still here. Right, right. That client was fine. And actually, if they're your client, you're the expert at how this thing goes right? They want you to say, it is safe to wait till next week. Cause it is right. We don't know. Like, so then if you're like, oh yeah, I'll get to get back to you right away. They might be like, oh, I guess it's really urgent. And really they didn't need you to do that. Right. They didn't need you to put that on you. And then coaching wise, this is, it turns out it's always our own burden on our own. Selves. <laughs> yeah. So is that a good I'm sorry. Is that a good place to start? Because in in the beginning, you said you help entrepreneurs create ease. Yeah, peace and more revenue. Yeah, ease and revenue. So is that a place to start when, you know, because some of us are like, okay, great. I hear you. I hear you talking, but I'm in that grind mode. I got to make it work. So if someone wants to create more peace and more ease, where would you advise them to start? What I always start with is like, what doesn't feel good right now? What would you like to be different? And you know, as a coach, there's plenty of places we can tune up, but it really starts with what they're like, "Mm, I got to be done with this, right? They are ready for something to change. So that's, that's the juicy transformation starting point. But I find it sort of doesn't matter. Once we start pulling on that thread, (laughs) it gets to kind of go through. But yes, if that's why I say, look for the, I don't want to do this. I don't like it. And this is where I know it sounds oversimplified, but I'll just say, 
oh, then why are you doing it? You don't like doing it. Don't do it. And I, I am a business person. I know, you know, you don't just get to lay back on a couch and have money come to you. I'm talking with people who ready to grind. And I'm just saying yes to the grind. I've been that person. Yes to it. But what I say is like that crisis mode is our bodies are meant for that just for the time where we're running from tigers, right? Like that's for, there are moments, save it for that. Is this one of those moments? Uh, probably not. Right. Is every day one of those moments? Definitely not. Because your body is going to say no. It's going to say, it's going to whisper it. And then it's going to talk louder and louder until you listen. Right. We're not meant to be in that fight or flight mode that you're talking about on a regular basis. And yeah, a lot of times, I mean, you can build your business up to support your fight or flight mode, or because you're building a business, you have the opportunity to build something that gives you more peace and ease so you can really live the way that you want and not be working just as hard as you were in your corporate job or working for somebody else. Hey y'all, I wanna tell you about my one-on-one coaching opportunity that is running through the end of August, August 31st. Now, I am taking my time to deep dive with you into your business to help you set your own business and personal financial goals. You know from listening to this podcast that we're all about using our businesses to build wealth. But the question is, how do you do that? Well, I have a methodology. I will walk you through the tools that you need. I will help you set your goals and then help you figure out how you're going to use your business to pass on to your children, to sell it to finance your retirement, to sell it in five years so then you can be walking on the beach somewhere and be free. Whatever your goals are as it relates to using your business to finance your future, I'm your girl to help you through the coaching process. If you're interested, sign up for my 90-day coaching container by going to transcendthemembership.com slash coaching. Of course, if you have any questions, you can always find me on Instagram. Hit me up and let me know what those questions are. Asha Wilkerson ESQ. All right. Ciao. So especially to those folks who are building a business alongside of their full-time job or alongside of something more regular, I encourage you to really think about how you want it to go and what do you really want to do? And I know in my own experience, I have, you know, I've done a number of different things within the law practice and I had to really think about what is it that I want to do? And every time I make it more and more simple, which is counterintuitive because we look at these big businesses that have a bunch of different offerings. But I always go back to Apple. Apple just had computers for like 20 plus years, right? And then came out with the iPod, I think was next. And then the iPhone, right? It got really, really good at that one thing. We don't have to have 15 different options. We can have one and get really good at that make it easeful, make it peaceful. And then I want to know, how do you turn that into revenue? It's like, oh, great. I'm easeful, peaceful. I love this. How do I make some money? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said, like, I'm not talking to people who are already laying on the couch generally, right? This is, this is some people generally are ready for it. Right. And, and I'm just saying it's so great. I mean, I love, so I have two different types of clients I love to work with. I want to, and this is perfect for, as you said, when it's still a side gig, because it's a perfect opportunity to plant the seeds from the get-go for, as you said, like the thing you really want, the life you really want. Start early. But the other way is kind of in the maybe year one or two, 
and your grind, it does create a, a pipeline of dollars and work and, you know, and it, and then it's too full. And then you're like, yes, yes, yes to everything. And now you're like, ah, it's, it's like a, a waterfall or a, you know, drink from the fire hose. I love that part. Cause then I'm like, Ooh, now we get to prune. We get to get very clear and say, yes, no, yes, no. And you know, business coach, when you say yes to the right things, the dollars get to turn up right? The dollars get to, you get to be really good at that thing. I mean, thank you for mentioning Apple, right? To be that good at what they did. Then they're like, oh, hello people. Right. I'm going to charge you premium for this. I'm going to charge you premium and trusting that there is, there are the right people that are for you. And, you know, again, it's a co-creation when I coach someone, I don't know your answer, but I know the question to ask you. And I also know how to reflect. Remember you said you really wanted that in your life? Remember you said time with your partner and kids was really important? How do we make that first? Because I have one coach that calls it rich and rested. Like they go together, right? Like how do you be that person in your business fully aligned and joyful and serving when you're like, I'm sorry, I'm late. I didn't hardly know where I was supposed to be right now because I'm so tired because I didn't get enough sleep last night, right? Who don't, don't, wouldn't you rather pay the person that is like, I am here, I'm on fire, I'm fully at, you know, fully capacitated. I have filled my, my, my cup. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and, and it, everything works better when you can be present in that moment, right? And so being able to manage the stress. So we're not saying that you're not going to work hard or that, you know, it's going to be um, ease doesn't mean, yeah, ease doesn't mean that you don't work. It just means that it's aligned work, aligned with who you are, aligned with the goals that you that you want. I was listening to, I let all my friends know, I listen to a ton of podcasts and a ton of audiobooks so I can walk around this neighborhood and get some information at the same time. Yeah. And I was listening to this uh, relationship book, and it, but I thought it applied to business and I guess life in general, but he was talking about values. And so he had married his wife pretty young, like in mid-20s or something like that. And his wife and, and daughter, I think, wanted him to spend more time at home, but he'd started his business, it was really successful, and he wanted to spend more time at home with them too. But he realized that when he was spending time at home, he felt like he was being lazy because he wasn't working. And one of his stated values was hard work. I value hard work. I was like, oh, he's in my thoughts. He's talking to me, right? Because I also valued, say that now, hard work. And he said, he realized that because there was some misalignment, there was some friction there where he wanted to spend time with his family, but then had also placed this other value that felt like it was in contradiction, that he needed to change his value or he needed to change the way he stated his value. So he changed and said, I'm not going to value hard work. I'm going to value smart work so that when I get things done and I want to go and spend time with my family, which is also a value. I don't have to carry any guilt or stress because I feel like these values are are incongruent or incompatible with each other. But smart work allows me to also spend time with my my family and do the other things that bring me joy because it's not just about the hard, meaning like duration, right? But it's also about smart and being efficient with that time. So that could be another cue too, I believe, when you're you're 
trying to rest and you're not, well, what is it that you're, you're telling yourself? What is it that you are believing that means that this is not okay and you're not okay? And how can you change those values or those beliefs that you have to, again, be more in alignment with what your body is craving, what your mind is craving, with what your dream is for yourself? And what your integrity says, right? Like, did I find a partner and make children so that I could not be here? No, right? Like (laughs) there's life there. That is who that person is. Like, and I, some of what I say is that thing. And that's why I say values led. I mean, you're a person, you're a whole person doing this work. And I used to, like I told you about my first, my previous business, I was like, this is my work self. This is my main person. And I just got to juggle all of it. Well, it turns out it's all the same person, right? And and so I, it has to work together. So some of what I heard in what you just talked about was how do we design your life, not just your business, right? Your business is your life. And of course, many solopreneurs kind of literally, like I know that when I was doing my previous business, it's all I thought about. I mean, really, it is all still what I think about. I think it's okay. Like, that's my dream. That's my love. And even when I think about designing my ideal life, I'm like, ooh, I want to have lots of rest time so I can dream better, right? I can dream my business even better because it all gets to feed my happiness. So I just was thinking like, what a shame for that time with family to be kind of robbed. This is my symbol for like, when your brain is like, you know what I mean? Sorry if that sound on the podcast, like you didn't get the visual. But yeah, your your brain is like, you're like, I want to be here. But the whole time you're like, I should be doing something else. Don't, don't be here. Don't be all the way here. What a shame. Like, can you just design this so that I'm all the way here with family when it's that time? And that the way that fills you gets to go into when you're like, and now Papa's working, right? And now it could even be that Papa doesn't have to work as long because Papa is filled by that time over here. But like fully in work mode, fully present for family time because you decided you deserved it. This is part of the part of the work. I think the coaching work I do is don't apologize. You deserve that. This is the life you you want. Does that client really not want you to be that Papa, right? If again, it's like the braids. It's like, mm, maybe they're not for you. If they're mad at you for being a good, the person you want to be. Right, right. Absolutely. So true. So true. So as I'm thinking about this conversation and processing, one of the ways that we get stressed out as business owners is by not having enough help right? Not having people around us or being afraid to invite help in, whether it's because of we think we don't have enough money or we don't know who to trust or it's our baby and we just can't let it go. So how do you, I know that you specifically help people make that first step. So can you tell us a little bit how you make, help people make that first step? Yeah, thank you. I am right now just designing this course to take you through five steps to designing this on purpose, this life, and how hiring help gets to come in there, designing it in a smart way. Because what you just teed up also, people will say, nope, I don't need help. It's harder to have help. It's safer if I do everything. Or they do the opposite and say like, I'm now buried under this pile. I just need to take the the next person that says yes. 
And <laughs> even if they're not a fit, it's okay. I'm going to I'm going to make peace with it. And then sometimes, often, there comes a time where you're like, wait, this is harder, making me more stressed when they're not a fit and and it's costing me more money. How so then you go and you've a uh, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You've been like, see, I was right. It's better to just do it myself. Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew it wasn't going to work. And you know how the mind is so powerful, right? It becomes what you're ready for. So that's why I say the, the steps really, it sounds so basic, but it starts with realizing that this life that you want to create, you get to create. That's important. Who you are, who you want to be. I believe in a world that says yes to that first. And whatever work that doesn't allow that is not for you. <laughs> so it starts with, if I deserve to use this gift, whatever, whatever the gift is that your business is based on, that this gift gets to serve people, go out into the world, make other people's lives better. It gets to do it, making my life better too. And the person I call in, if I am very clear that I deserve this, then I am more clear to call in the right person. And some of the work we do in the course is trusting that the right person really wants to do exactly what you're offering them to do. These are all pieces that have been broken in capitalism, mm -hmm. right? That it's just like, of course you don't like your job. It's a trade for dollars. How few dollars can I give you to trade for this thing that you feel desperate for? I'm desperate, you're desperate. I'm scarcity minded. Can you take as little as possible? <laughs> like it's a whole messed up system. But I'm saying if whole people get to serve from love, then the place that you make for people to come into is going to be a place that they feel seen and loved. And their gifts are also nurtured, mentored, as part of your dominion is some way, a way that I think of, right? Or we get to, as entrepreneurs, we get to make places. And I don't know if I said it already, I'm a licensed architect too. So I was a placemaker and community making is also part of placemaking. If we feel safe to call in this person, then we're not apologizing for asking somebody to do something that is not right for us to do because we get to be the leader, right? We, there are pieces that are zone of genius. You know, we are best being the leaders, the CEOs, and other people. It's just right for them to do the pieces that support you. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I think that's a, a great place to sort of wrap up. I mean, we've talked so much about being, you know, this, um, we didn't say soul led, but I feel like that could be <laughs> I could be in there as well, right? Just being in alignment. And, I, and it's so important as folks of color who are starting and, and maintaining our own businesses, because we are so overdetermined by this society of how we can be, who we can be, how we can talk, how our hair has to look, what our clothes have to look like, what is our food going to be, that kind of stuff. That in a space of entrepreneurship, where you are literally creating a way to provide for yourself and for whoever else you want to provide for, why not? put your whole authentic self into it and show up because you have no boss anymore. You have no boss. And with all of the people who populate this world, 
You cannot tell me that you will not find a community of people who want to use your services or buy your products or be in relationship with you. So that fear is coming up. Like, let's talk through it, work through it, because there's absolutely space for you to show up how you want to and in the best light for yourself. So how do they, how do people contact you, May, if they want to work with you or talk to you a little bit more to see if it is a fit? Yes, thank you. Um, Thank you. You just helped us paint such a beautiful picture of what's possible. So thank you for just allowing us to have this conversation uh, fleshing out. They can go to my reallifeoakland.com website. That's my business name. And it's based on that we need to keep gathering in real life because where our bodies are is it gets into the placemaking that I was talking about, you know, that our businesses are in physical space, even as much as like you and I are both in Oakland, but on this virtual platform, (laughs) right? So we get to be in places, reallifeoakland.com. There's a page called work with me. And there's a lot of different ways to work with me. I have one-to-one coaching. I have group coaching. I have monthly gatherings. Actually, Second Sundays is really a great place to start with me if you're local. Come have, I call it Disco Supper Club because I love the disco vibe. It's my era. Um, and we just get to gather as, as other entrepreneurs who are on the journey and have a vision, have a big vision and get to support each other. So those are all ways to come in. And on those, each of those pieces, there's links for how to book those. Awesome. Beautiful, May. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and for sharing your light and your skills and talent and just energy with us. We are blessed to have you here as the listeners of Transcend the Podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a delight. Of course. All right, everybody. Tune in next week for the next episode. Ciao, ciao. Hey family, I am so thankful that you are here listening to Transcend the Podcast. And I just want to make sure you know the best way to stay in contact with me. And that's through joining my email newsletter. So please head on over to the wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter and join the list. I will tell you everything over there from what my offerings are to bits and pieces of information about how to grow and scale your business to self-coaching all the way to giving you updates on what the new podcast episode is. So don't hesitate. Go do it now. The wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter. Thanks.